0: Ooh, welcome back, boys and girls, to another episode of K-Fave Comparisons. My name is Mr. Know-It-All, Daniel John Schaefer, and today I am joined by the full K-Fave crew once again. I am joined by Mr. Jesse Baker and Mr. Lex Breaking the And Boys, how we feeling today?
1: Feeling okay, man. I had to take a brief sabbatical there. I'm uh, happy to be back to it and behind the mic again. I'm stoked for today's show. These lists are always pretty fun. It's an excuse to go back and watch a whole bunch of good shit and a whole bunch of bad shit.
0: Yeah, hell yeah, man. Glad to have you back on the call, Jesse Baker. Wex, how you
2: living, bud? Dude, I'm living great. I'm celebrating this great 316, the day we're recording this. Uh, what? For good old Stone Cold Steve Austin, drinking a brew. Been watching Austin shit all day, you know, getting getting real hype for Stone Cold.
0: Uh, there you go. Like, I like it. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Get hyped for 316 day. That's when we are recording this. But today's episode is a little bit of a different, more bizarre style list. What we're doing is we're doing our top five favorite WrestleMania matches and also our top five worst ever WrestleMania matches. Uh, I'm super excited about this. I love putting negative shit out there on the podcast. It feels like people (laughs) eat that shit up anyway. I I don't really know what that's about, but I think it's fucking hilarious. I'm really excited about it. Let's get this show kicked off, though, boys. Jesse, what is your fifth favorite WrestleMania match of all time? It's from a pretty recent one, man. I'm going to have to go with uh,
1: Chris Jericho versus AJ Styles from WrestleMania 32. It was the fourth in a series of matches between the two. They had a whole bunch of creative counters. You could tell that they had worked together ad nauseum. They kind of had flirted with a tag team there for a minute, and then they got into a feud. And, I mean, Styles coming into WrestleMania this way is insane yeah. to face Jericho. That's yeah. just huge. I mean, he's no Fandango, but whatever. Right. <laughs> but, great story, Jericho holding Styles back from going into high gear. Like, he kept on kind of cutting him off from getting, like, you know, really, really, really kicking it up. A bunch of finish swaps, a bunch of exhausted cover attempts. And then, uh, you know, that phenomenal forearm got countered into a code breaker by Jericho, which follows the story of the entire match. But moreover, to open this WrestleMania, to have this pace set, man, I can't imagine a better opening match. I love seeing these two face off. I never thought I would get to, frankly.
0: Yeah. And this is my number five. That is a great call, a great call at number five. Wex, where are you at? What's your fifth favorite
2: WrestleMania match of all time? My fifth favorite WrestleMania match of all time. Unfortunately, it was a match that was on the pre-show, but it was for the Cruiserweight Championship, Pac, uh, then as going by Neville versus Austin Aries. Ooh, I like that. Which was a fantastic just back-and-forth Cruiserweight, you know, TNA X division style. I was there. I was there.
0: We didn't actually know. I thought, I thought that was like the opening match on the card. I didn't realize it was on the pre-show until after I like had watched it back like the next day or whatever, but it was fantastic. Great match.
2: Like it was really good. Uh, Neville was the heel at the time and like sold it up great. And they they kept making you think that Austin Aries was going to get the victor. He kept pulling off big move after big move. And then Neville just kept kicking out. And then in the storyline, you know, he recently had a, had surgery, reconstructive surgery on his uh, eye socket because he got busted up by somebody. Maybe Samoa Joe. Yeah. Possibly. I, I want to say I think possibly. that is the case, yes. But uh, so then as he's getting locked in the last chancery, Neville goes for the, the eye, gouge the poke, and it fucks him up. And then he, like, jams his head off of the fucking rope. hits the red arrow, black arrow, whatever you want to call it retains the belt cruiser king of the cruiserweight thing there it was a great match and uh, actually when i i went to go back to watch it on the wwe network they literally have a two minute highlight of it and i was like what the fuck is this but i eventually found uh some like more clips of it and got to see like pretty much the whole thing but damn like the network doesn't even have the whole match really it's pretty no, it's not on the pre-show no, no it's not on there it's like wow. you can search for it and find this like little short amended version of it. What I had said that before that it
1: wasn't on the network, and it was what I saw where the pre show eventually I found the pre show itself, but it still wasn't on there, which is fucking wild. Like, what a good okay.
2: match! I had to search, uh, Pac, not to search Neville versus Austin Aries, and all these NXT matches came up, but then the WrestleMania pre show was like a little two minute highlight, it had like it basically had the ending sequence and a few, like, big moves in, like, part of the opening. Because I was like, what the fuck? It just skipped, and what? No, what? I was like, this match was way longer, but, you know, yeah. I went back, YouTube, some shit, some daily motion, you know.
0: Yeah, there you go. That's a solid pick, man. That's a deep cut, for, especially for number five
2: overall. Mine
0: are going to be a little bit more traditional, but I, I literally also have, like, the HBK heart tattooed on my left wrist, so... Most of these in my top five are going to be a HBK involved. And that's where I'm going to start. Number five, my fifth favorite ever WrestleMania match is Shawn Michaels, the heartbreak kid versus Ric Flair from WrestleMania 24. Um, probably one of the more emotional matches and the fact that like, dude, for this to be Ric Flair's last WWE match, at least, um, that's a pretty damn good way to go out. Like the match is not bad at all from bell to bell. It's a pretty damn good match. You can definitely tell that Sean is carrying the bulk of the weight, but that's totally okay. Um, I mean, is you know, is the best bell to bell performer of all time, and you know, just the the pure emotion that that the, the very like it's so hard in wrestling to really get those those kind of feelings as a grown adult, you know, like, and it was just super intense. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else, you know, great to say about the match, but I mean, to me, this really cemented, I mean, at this point, you know, Sean's already had several awesome WrestleMania moments, but this was like, this was like the beginning of Mr. WrestleMania to me, you know, like, like from here on out, like no one can mess with Shawn Michaels and his matches at WrestleMania. And what, what an amazing way to send Ric Flair off of the main roster, um, you know, how, who could, how could you ask for a better ending match in WWE? You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. If he wouldn't have showed up in TNA a few months later, he really would have made it feel a lot more special. I but, agree. You know, I it's agree. Hilarious. I he agree. He a little bit of money, but literally when he went to TNA, him and, uh, him and Hulk Hogan literally had one of the bloodiest matches I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. It was intense. And they were sure. old as fuck. And it was just ridiculous but because when you're on yeah, all I the really, heads and you fucking blade then you just leak yeah. blood everywhere yeah yeah well i but i agree though that match is amazing and like i read some uh recently i heard some of the backstory on that how rick flair had like no confidence and didn't think like he could like like work the mat like be able to work like the new style of match and Shawn michaels had to like carry him through the whole thing and they fucking killed it like yeah
0: Yeah, they killed it. I mean, it's it's an insane match. I mean, that's the thing too. It's like you say, like, oh, well, everyone remembers like the "I love you, I'm sorry" super kick moment. Tell them to lay down too. And and that's yeah, and that's that's the emotional part of it. But like,
2: dude, the bell to bell work. Like, go back and watch the
0: match. Like, it's a great match. Like, yeah, I mean, come on, Michaels,
2: Shawn. That's why he's one of the like we will always say that one of the greatest in ring people of all time. Like, he could have a match with retiring Ric Flair that is amazing, and also have a match with. You know, someone like young, you know what I mean? He can do it all.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Can do it all. Um, you know, Jerry Lawler once upon a time
0: could do it all as well, but he's the number is <laughs> in the number five worst WrestleMania match of all time for me. It's Jerry Lawler versus Michael Cole, uh, <laughs> WrestleMania 27. I uh, got to have that on the list. Just an absolutely garbage match. Um, it's really sad to me that that is Lawler's quote unquote moment. Um, That's the only reason I couldn't put it on there, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's sad to me because I feel like you could have had, especially in the 90s, there should have been a Bret Hart-Lawler mania match. I think that that should have happened. Yeah, you're right. Because they had great chemistry, great angle. I mean, Lawler arguably helped make Bret Hart a legitimate world champion, in my opinion. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, but come on, guys. Like, you can't say much else. I mean, the singlet, I mean, come on. It was just... It was not – it, well, it wasn't good. I
2: hated it, Michael Cole during that time, so I, I fucking agree, dude. It was rough.
0: See, now that's – now here's the thing. I do think that, like, the lead-up to the match was I, – I don't know. I love I love super shitty heel Michael Cole. I actually really liked Michael Cole's character at this time. Like, I love it when he's just a complete dickhead. I think it's hilarious. I can see how people it didn't get – it obviously didn't get over. But me personally, I didn't mind the build-up for the match. It's just the match sucked. It was absolute garbage. Not good at all. Wex,
2: keep us rolling here, though. What's your number five least favorite WrestleMania match? My number five least favorite WrestleMania match. It comes from WrestleMania 22, involving one of my favorite wrestlers in my top 10 with a guy. I don't know. I guess he is considered a wrestler, but it was Booker T and Charmel versus the Boogeyman. Ooh, good deep cut, bro. Like, I don't understand what the fuck, like, what they're even trying to do at this point. They're like, the boogeyman is undefeated. Like, his offense was garbage. He didn't really do anything. He just kind of, like, did a few punches here, there. And, I for, like, I can't even remember what his finish was. That's how shitty it was because it just ended. And I was like, uh, okay. He's the Walmart version of Papa Shango, man. But, dude, and, but the thing is, when he was coming out and everything, I was, uh, all I was thinking about was, like, all they did is just repurpose this with Finn Balor when he went to NXT. Like, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> it's Like, hilarious. he started crawling through the fog, and it was all creepy. And I was like, hmm, this seems really familiar. Where have I seen this at recently? Yeah. They just used ribbons just set of r- worms. Just yeah, like but that. it's like, what did we just, didn't we just watch a review something that had something like this very similar, like, last week? But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, the, it was just bullshit. Like the match sucked. Booker T was selling his shitty offense, and then he won just with nothing. Like Booker T didn't even really get to do anything, and Charmel ran away. He ate a bunch of worms. Like, wow. Why, why did why did Boogeyman get a win on WrestleMania over Booker T? He must have. Yeah, like, Booker wild. T must have been like buds <laughs> with him, and was just like, "Fuck it, I'll let you go over." Or McMahon was probably like, "All right, we're gonna push the Boogeyman, Booker T. You're
1: gonna.
2: I'm McMahon. Uh-oh. I know they... Booker T.
1: They gave Books some runs with the belt and all that fun stuff, but they kind of buried him from the start in a lot of ma- – especially at Mania.
2: Dude, you know? yeah, you're right at Mania. Jesus Christ. Booker. Yeah, Booker T might be the worst booked talent at WrestleMania of all time. That's like normally could, booked decently in other areas. He didn't make
0: it on any of the my matches on my list, but I, I can see that totally. Um, I can see that totally. Jesse, where are you at on your fifth least favorite match of all time?
1: So I feel like I'm stealing this from further down y'all's list, but that's why it's number five. The Undertaker versus Giant Gonzalez. Wow. Oh, I didn't Uh, make mine, uh, but it was on my reserve. So for WrestleMania 9, holy shit. I mean, Giant Gonzalez, let's talk about this guy for a second first off. He failed in WCW as a wrestler. He was a basketball player that literally got hired because they saw him walking through the concourse in the Turner building and, and were like, "Massive, That's fucking yeah. huge. Couldn't speak English, Was like, didn't have any money, had been severely underpaid, was sending all of his money back to his family and stuff. I mean, the ni- I'm sure he was a nice enough guy, but who the fuck would know? Fails in WCW, can't move, can't do anything, can't cut a promo, can't do shit, and WWF brings him in after that. Which it's kind of like the equivalent of if you have a failing opening band and somebody being yes. like, let's just give them let's give them a buy-in on this other on this bigger band's tour. Like, like our band, our metal band sucks. Let's have them buy in on this Shadows Fall run. It's like it's not gonna fucking work. No, it's not it's gonna it's change not gonna shit. So Not only that, you give him the worst, most scarring. Look, little I'm gonna get candid with you here. I watched this WrestleMania live as it happened because my dad wanted to buy it, and it was the last one I bought while my parents were married. I remember it very vividly from start to finish. (laughs) And this gear is fucking scarring. It's just the big naked man, fur in strange places, fucking it's traumatizing for sure. Yeah. Gross. Undertaker wasn't green by any means, but it just wasn't the vet that he is today to figure out how to carry this. So both guys were miscuing the ending. I mean, let's talk about that for a second. It is the only DQ win in the streak of The Undertaker at WrestleMania as he gets choked out by a cloth covered in
0: chloroform. Jesus
1: Christ. Like, what are we looking at here? So yes, that is. Uh, I that mean, is the, my to be go-off. fair,
0: at the same WrestleMania, it's like a toga party, and we saw, you know, the debut another... of Jim
1: Ross, though the debut yeah. of Jim
0: Ross. Yeah, good old JR. They actually, did have that Jim
1: that shitty double title switch at the end. I mean, yes. nine nine altogether really wasn't so great. But you know, uh, at, Tatanka I think was in the IC title picture or was supposed yeah. to be wild. Yeah.
2: Oh, and one of my uh, all right, we'll, we'll get there. This that's a lot of bad shit on this WrestleMania.
0: Okay. Yeah, we'll get we'll get back to the bad. But uh, Jesse, let's leave, give, give, give me some positivity here. What's your number four favorite WrestleMania match of all time? My number four favorite WrestleMania match of all time. <clears throat>
1: I do definitely feel like this is a sleeper. It comes to us courtesy of WrestleMania six. It is the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase versus one and only Jake the snake Roberts. And I'm sure these guys had many about many a time, but I doubt they ever did on remotely as large of a stage as this. It's a super classic match from the, both of them. The million dollar championship is supposedly on the line There's a a whole bunch of really great counters. There's a great counter to one of Jake's knee lifts. That's just like fucking bonkers. And Dibiase did a really great job working Jake's neck to lead up to the million dollar dream. You could see that they were, they were in that era where folks were really starting to care about people's finishers a whole lot. And so they're really trying to drive home that they're working towards that throughout the entire match. A fucking huge short arm clothesline by Jake Roberts. Oh, Mike Jones, meat sauce, Virgil gets slammed down on the outside for a little bit of a little bit of a pop. Mike Jones. Soul Train. Soul Train Jones. Soul Train Jones. Uh, Then Ted DiBiase, just to just to drive that heat right the fuck home, gets a victory by count out in which nobody is going to get more pissed about anything than that. I thought it was a brilliant bit of booking. There's a double clothesline after the match and there's cash flying all over the fucking place. Jake gets a post-match DDT and then does the ultimate face move and gives money out to the audience. To me, uh, big pop. Fucking just a great match. It could have stood up to anything on that card. I that's my number four favorite WrestleMania match.
0: Solid, solid
2: choice. Wex, where are you at on your number four most favorite WrestleMania match? I know I'm probably gonna steal somebody's for this one, but this is my number four, and it is. HBK versus The Undertaker, Wrestlemania 25.
0: Definitely, definitely up in there, up there in mind. I mean,
2: what can I say? I mean, the classic Shawn Michaels sort of has, like, the opposite of The Undertaker, like, the God-esque entrance going on with the white. I mean, yeah, classic. I mean... Oh,
0: yeah. Can't
2: and the match, bell to bell. I mean, what more can you say about this? Like, so many, like, just false finishes and, like, Stuff like when Shawn Michaels kicks out of the fucking tombstone and shit, like, whoo, yeah. god damn. And then the classic Undertaker dive and the cameraman gets in the way and all that shit, so much drama. And you and just you think for a second, like, I mean, the streak at that point was like real heavy. But like Shawn Michaels was t- towards it, like, you know, kind yeah. of edge towards his career at this yeah, point one too, more year
0: after that. Yeah, yeah.
2: And and I thought and like I thought like when he kicked out of the tombstone, I'm thinking like, oh, my God, is he going to like. I really thought he could have did it at that and Like, I was at the, like, you know, butthole squeeze thinking Shawn Michaels could pull it off, but Undertaker gets the win and it's just like, you know, one of the most goddamn classic WrestleMania matches of all time. My only match that involves the Undertaker, but like you said, even though I don't have the Shawn Michaels tattoo, I probably, you know, should have one and I'm definitely a big Shawn Michaels fan. So he's definitely not the first time he's going to be on this list. And I know we might steal each other's matches here or there, but. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I'm okay with it. I'm. I'll, I'll, I'll the, let it ride. Do y'all know the story about
1: that dive?
0: Oh, who uh, was really caught him?
1: It was fucking Deuce. It was one of oh, Snooki's right. yeah, yeah. grandsons or whatever the fuck it is from Deuce and Domino who was Deuce playing and the Domino. camera. He was supposed to catch him. Completely bricks it. Doesn't catch him at all. Undertaker almost basically scorpions and is yeah. completely out of it for like yeah. a pretty good portion of the match after
2: that. Oh, that's oh know that scorpion was like. Yeah, grade so A brutal. scorpion.
0: Brutal. Uh, so sure.
2: Deuce and Domino, because one of those was one of them was Cliff Compton. I don't know who the other one was. Is that the one that didn't catch the Undertaker?
1: I think they're was both the ones. The, they're both the ones that got fired.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> very fair. Very fair assessment. Uh, this next one, uh, my like fourth favorite WrestleMania match is one of the few that doesn't actually involve Shawn Michaels. Um, okay. It's Eddie okay. it's Eddie Guerrero versus Kurt Angle from WrestleMania 20. Um I feel like that that was just kind of the height of the Eddie hype and I loved it. I was there for it. I know it's a kind of a more commonly used or at least has been used since then the spot, but I mean the loosening of the boot and like using the boot to get out of it and just having I mean just I feel like that match bell, like bell to bell is so Dude, yeah. seamless. Like the, the prime flow, Kurt angle. Yes. Prime Kurt angle, prime Eddie Guerrero, just a, a legendary match. You get the feel good babyface WrestleMania moment that, that, that Eddie Guerrero certainly did deserve and who better to give it to him than Kurt angle. Uh, I mean, absolutely phenomenal. Both guys are, Hall of Famers, and I think that this match is kind of like a staple in both of their careers, to be honest.
2: That's definitely a great Eddie Guerrero match. Not my favorite, but definitely like top five Eddie Guerrero matches of all time.
1: I think this was that, that was definitely a pinnacle match for both guys. I mean, yes. yeah. yeah, I don't know. I know that it wasn't Kurt's main event mania match, but right. the thing
0: is. It was, in my fucking opinion. Oh, for sure. It was a it, it,
2: work rate. It was main event. God damn it.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know, man, that triple threat at the end of the night was also pretty damn good. Um, but still, I would say between for WrestleMania 20, those those are both like pretty phenomenal matches. But uh, since we're talking about the, the good and the bad and definitely some of the ugly, um, my fourth least favorite WrestleMania match of all time. And this might get, like, I don't think it'll get in the heat with you guys, but maybe with some of the listeners, especially some of the more nostalgic listeners. But my least favorite WrestleMania match, number four, is Hulk Hogan versus Sgt. Sar- Slaughter from WrestleMania 7. Oh. That match is absolute dog shit trash. It's so bad. <laughs> It's so hokey. The, ang- the angle was pretty trash, too. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, and that's the thing, too. Like, the angle is probably one of the more distasteful things that WWE has done, and that's saying a lot. Um, I mean, the fact that they pushed it so hard as they did that they legitimately had to have government security in the building is insane. And, like, um, and I know, like, people are like, oh, well, back in the day, you know, back in the kayfabe days, that's just the way it was. Well, yeah, but we're not in the kayfabe days here. So this is, like, legit... Just poor taste heat, like poor taste, go away, bad heat. And to make matters worse, there's you could do an entire hour long botchamania off of just the clips from this match. The timing (laughs) on everything was missed. There's like eight fucking inches of air between like every single punch. It's insanely bad. It's insanely bad. God, I, I don't even know what else to say. Hulk Hogan was already on the downswing by WrestleMania 7, for sure. And Sergeant Slaughter had no fucking business getting back in a wrestling ring, honestly. He would have been so much better off being a heel manager. He was not in a... I mean, to be honest, too, Sergeant Slaughter has always been a brawler, and it's not like Hulk Hogan is a technician. So, overall, this match was just shit, man. Not good at all. Man, Wex, what's your number
2: four least favorite WrestleMania match? My number four least favorite WrestleMania match, coming in at number four, Kelly Kelly and Maria Menounos versus Beth Phoenix and Eve Torres at the WrestleMania that The Rock and John Cena wrestled each other with the palm trees in the ring. Wrestled. I think that was twenty seven, eight, eight 27 28, 28. 28. 28.
0: Well, it was two of them, right? They, they did it twice. This is the this is the first one. You know okay. th-
2: this this is for the first <laughs> time. Really? E- this is for the first time ever. The first time I think.
0: Okay, 28,
2: right? Right? The first time ever. But not the the first time ever the second time. Because, you know, it was once in a lifetime, but it happened twice.
0: Yeah, it's ridiculous.
2: But, I mean... Honestly, the matches weren't bad, to be honest, though. No, the matches were great, but this match goddamn that happened right here. Why was Maria Menounos in here? It looks like she has goddamn shit on her ass because she's wearing white pants. I don't know if someone's makeup or what, but there's like this fucking or someone's she just had had a nervous wet one man and there's like (laughs) a big streak on her ass and they keep putting over on commentary about how good she's doing it dancing in the stars and like who cares like i don't want i don't care about seeing kelly kelly or maria menounos like they're just literally taking a spot from countless great wrestlers on the roster at that point that would much rather have a, a that they would love to have a match i'd love to watch to see them wrestle i mean even beth phoenix wrestling just another legitimate girl wrestler besides Kelly Kelly. I mean, even if it was her versus Eve Torres at the time, they were pretty decent. That would have, you know, something, but not this bullshit. I just yeah. happened to put it on because I wanted to just see how fucking funny it was. Cause that ass streak just reminded me. And it was pretty Whoa. funny, but uh, yeah. Number four, ass streak, Maria Menounos tagging with Kelly Kelly. Oh, fuck! good
0: God almighty. Uh, yeah, it's not, it was not, not a pretty sight. Jesse, let's just keep this ball of uh, negativity rolling. What's your fourth least favorite WrestleMania match of all time?
1: Number four emanates from one of my favorite WrestleManias, actually, WrestleMania 10, and it is Macho Man Randy Savage versus
0: Crush. (laughs) Say no more, fam.
1: (laughs) In a match where the concept was You had to have your opponent out of the ring, pin them, and then they had a 10 count to make it back to the ring. Or maybe both men had a 10 count to make it back. I don't fucking remember. It was highly convoluted. So the match goes on for fucking ever. I didn't even bother getting a time code on it. It's very, very, very long. In a match that had matches that had already run long, there is a whole like 10-man tag that got cut because the match is running long on this WrestleMania the concept was so ass-backwards that nobody cared. The crowd live couldn't see anything, so they didn't give a fuck. Macho Man had zero business being in a ring right now. He had yeah. already transferred over and had already been doing commentary and
0: yeah. shit. He had it, ring rust, for sure. I mean, he went on to have still pretty good matches in WCW, but he definitely had a lot of rust at that point. Uh, we, we can argue that one later. I I don't remember
1: any, but the, um, <laughs> the I just felt like it was one of those things that it was just really, really cloddy and shitty. And I, has Brian Adams ever, maybe Demolition, maybe, but outside of Demolition, has he ever been in like favored by anybody or in a gimmick that anybody thought like that guy's my favorite
0: wrestler? Nope, I don't think not ever, not once. No, no cone of Crush,
1: no Chronic, no no, nah. no generic NWO weird sideburns. Brian Adams not for anybody. because nope. Fucking nope. sure as shit ain't for me. Uh, the finish was the worst fucking weird botch. It reminded me a lot of the KO Roman Reigns match from recently. You know, Macho Man tries to tie up, crushed by the feet, pin him, but the knot doesn't hold, and he <laughs> falls to the fucking ground on his dome. And Macho oh, goes to the ring, and the crowd cheers. Pissed the, mother- the whole time. Yeah, it's hilarious. The crowd cheers. I think more because the match was over than because yeah. the Macho
0: Man won. Yeah, that's probably true. That's probably true. But let's keep the positivity rolling here. Let's flip it on the B side. What's your third favorite WrestleMania match of all time? This one, and I should say for the
1: record, I'm not trying to be like smart guy obscure here. I purposefully tried to veer off the beaten path a little bit when I was going for my favorites. So don't think that I'm that.
0: That and he's out. also
1: smart guy obscure.
0: Like it. it's, it's, um, it's
1: both. <laughs> but number three for me is Mr. Perfect, Kurt Hennig versus the Blue Blazer, aka Owen Hart from WrestleMania 5. This yeah. match is very, very short, but it kind of that's par for the course for WWE's booking at the time. If the match had been twice as long, I think that everyone would herald this as a classic, but we only get a little over six minutes out of the whole thing. This was sort of at that beginning of the shift in styles that ultimately would surpass the big heavyweight guy like the big clotting thing this was when people sort of started to see a little bit more of the technical stuff a little bit more of the flying a little bit more of the speed and ultimately that would get popularized and taken advantage of by Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart both being at the top with that kind of style unfortunately neither Hennig or Owen got to be at the top to see it but they both had really good careers they're both completely inarguably amazing workers. Perfect gets the win because he's kind of on that long build to the Intercontinental title status, and they had done all those vignettes with him and stuff. And at the time, they put Owen under a hood because they didn't really know what to do with him. So later on, Owen gets out of the hood, gets his shine. We'll see that in about, oh, four years. And yeah. if the match had given double time, I really think that it could have... It absolutely could have held up to anything that Crockett was doing at that time, except maybe the Steamboat Flair feuds. I think anything else that they had done, this could have been a main event on any fucking Crockett show.
0: Well, X, where you at, man? Give me some happy juice. Where you at? Your third favorite WrestleMania match.
2: My number three favorite WrestleMania match is going to have to be another all-time classic. That's going to be kind of funny when we go to the next, when we go to worse. But this is The Rock versus Hollywood Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania X 818, right? Yeah. But goddamn, that's such a great match. And the fact that basically Hogan was supposed to be the heel at this point and the crowd wasn't going for it. and And the fact that they, on the fly, just changed the entire match that they... Apparently, I actually read into this a little bit earlier today because I was kind of interested in it. And Hogan apparently worked on this match with The Rock for like a week, but like didn't want to take any bumps. So they just kind of walked through it. And like, because he's like, dude, I don't want to get like fucked up. But when like during the match, we're going to go for it. And basically, a minute into the match, they had to abandon everything they've been working on. And they made it work. Because Hogan got hurt, yeah. And they made it work. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, the goddamn best work you've ever seen in your life. But the crowd was into it. And so if hot. you're working the crowd and you're getting the people hype, you're doing your job. Like, it's okay. It's, yeah. You don't have to do the most beautiful things if the crowd's into it. And, dude, just one of the most electrifying, like, feelings. you Like, the feeling you get watching this match because you can feel the crowd. It's just whew, indescribable. The Rock, one of the greatest of all time. Hulk Hogan even though he's kind of a piece of a sh- even though Hogan's kind of a piece of shit in real life and wrestling he is undeniable. I mean, he's goddamn Hulk Hogan, one of the biggest greatest of all time and him going against The Rock like the energy they had during this yeah. match indescribable like yeah pff, just there's yeah. so there's
0: so much charisma in the match that even guys like us that love work rate it didn't even matter. It didn't matter that the that the whole match was punching and fucking belt whips and like yeah
2: exactly, it didn't matter
0: like i mean it was sh- yeah
2: but they shifted their whole like basically personas and they had to work the match completely different yeah and they did it brilliantly because god damn, it's the rock and hulk hogan if they if two people know how to work a crowd fuck yeah. i'd say the crowd made that match as Dude, far as 100 yeah exactly like i'm saying the energy that the crowd brought in that match if in like any other atmosphere, any other time, like, this was just lightning in a bottle. They just called it, everything just worked out perfect. Yeah. It's a
0: phenomenal match. You can't, you can't argue with it. Um, I'm actually gonna keep it going here. My third favorite match of all time, just to, I mean, I, cause I'm not gonna replace it, it's also Hogan and Rock, like, I, for the same, pretty much the same reasons. I mean, exactly. I mean, and, it's and the, undeniable. the thing is, too, is, like, the crowd, like, the crowd, I completely agree to That's it's the crowd that made it, but I don't think the crowd was that hot for a WrestleMania main event since probably WrestleMania 14. And I don't think they were ever that hot again until probably WrestleMania 30. I mean, to be totally honest, like Dude, I, yeah. it was so it was in I mean, it was insane. I mean, the the, yeah, the exactly. level of the level and, and like the chance changing mid like there's no space in between. And it's the same people like everyone is just so hype. There's so much energy that the bell to bell made no difference. It made no difference. That match is just...
2: This is that, literally... It's because it's the culmination of the Attitude Era. Yes. It's, it's the culmination of the Attitude Yes. And the fact that you do a double rock, turn...
0: Yeah. You do a double turn for the match, for the match itself to work, and then at the... at the, Right at the finish, it's like the, the, the fans don't give a shit again, and it's like, they're both baby faces now. Like, now it's like... Okay, even though Rock worked heel during the match, which was a genius move on his part to keep the crowd up the whole time. Genius. I mean, dude, the fact, the fact that both of those guys just had to do that and call an audible and still put on one of, I think, inarguably one of the most monumental WrestleMania matches of all time, just shows you that like you can. We can talk shit. I mean, look, I already put Hulk Hogan on my one of my worst matches ever in WrestleMania history. Like, I will shit on him with with the Me best too. of them. But at the uh, same uh, time, uh, like the dude has to be, has to be revered for matches like this. If he has the right guy that can work with him, he's gonna
2: give you a stellar performance. And let me say this: this would only work if it's fucking Hollywood Hulk Hogan right now. Yes, like in this but, match but, in this time. Like if it was, but they made the was, switch. He pretty much became Red and Yellow Hulk but, Hogan during this match. I know, but the fact, like, but but the just the image of him wearing just. You know, I'm seeing the visual, the visual of Hollywood, Hogan and The Rock, like the culmination of the Attitude Era, which uh, Eric Bischoff will recently know he's coined as it's the Nitro Era, because really it is because they started everything. I'll definitely have to agree with that. But that that era of wrestling, this is this is the Monday Night Wars ending live at WrestleMania. Basically, this is the yeah, straight up. This is the culmination
0: of what the invasion angle should have been to begin with.
2: This is my goddamn childhood Childhood coming to a head.
0: Yeah, totally, totally, absolutely.
2: Wes did mean, not
0: want to say head. He is trying to think of another word. So, speaking mean, of head,
2: speak, I mean, I don't know speaking what else. Of head, speaking of head,
0: the uh, the next match on the card for me that I would put in my worst, my third worst WrestleMania match of all time, Um <sighs> So I enjoyed the visuals of this, but it's got to be Stacy Keebler versus Tori Wilson in the lingerie <laughs> match at WrestleMania 19. Um, I mean, I would even say that it's like, oh, I mean, it's two of the hottest women of all time in there, like in their underwear, but like it's so bad that it's there's no no gratification from watching this. Uh, I mean, no. it's, it's absolute drizzling dog shit. And don't get me wrong, like. They, they've they had they had other matches that were probably maybe even worse. But this one was at WrestleMania and there's a bed in the ring. I mean, come on. Like it just it wasn't for me. It wasn't for me at all. Um, I wasn't into it. Oh, God, I mean, I don't know what else you really say. It's not even really a wrestling match. It's just like this pillow fight thing. I, I, I don't know. It, it was it was really terrible. And it's definitely my third Worst ever WrestleMania match. Um, Wex, where are you at? What's your third? There's not just not much to say about Stacy Keeler and Tori Wilson. That's this is pretty self-explanatory. That, that
2: well, shit. I'm pretty sure both of those are featured in this match, and I'm going with next, and it is the Divas Battle Royal that uh, I think it was from WrestleMania 23 or 25. I don't remember, but it was, it was determined 20, it was 2006, whatever year that was. Determined determine Miss WrestleMania, but the thing yeah. is. It was uh, preceded, led in, by a Kid Rock concert. Oh, yeah. And the crowd was not into it at all. Like, they did not give a fuck about Kid Rock. And he started out playing Ba With The Ba And he was really getting into it, you know. And the part of the song where it says, Get in the pit and try to look some or You know, he stayed quiet for the crowd to say it. And it was silent, and I, I laughed really, really hard. Yeah, that's, that's always nice. It's I always, was like, ooh. It's always nice to see Kid Rock get shit on. I'm a big fan but of then, that. But then he started, you know, he went through, like, a medley of all his hits, and then towards the end it led into the Divas coming out. And, like, this was not just any battle royal fuckery. They, they all hey. entered the ring at the same time. And it didn't matter if they went over the top rope or anything. Just that they went out of the ring, they were eliminated. And there were so many people in the match. You couldn't tell who was in there. And then they were like, oh, there's Molly Holly. And oh, there's Sonny. And you you couldn't see these people. Like, they kept, oh, there's this this person who's making their return. And you couldn't fucking tell because there were so many goddamn people in the ring. And the camera kept zooming in. And uh, JR said, my money's on the blonde, which was funny Uh. because... Everybody was fucking blonde pretty much in the mask except for like Victoria. Good old uh, JR. I love that. Yeah. And uh, it was just trash bullshit. And then at the end of it, Beth Phoenix, who's dominating, gets eliminated by Santina, which is Santino Morella dressed up as a girl. So, That's uh, in fact, know, I just, love it. I love that. Putting the, that, that was, putting the women down real hard. I backing.
0: absolutely love it, <laughs> but I can also see why it's very much frowned upon. <laughs>
2: And he literally did nothing in the entire match. He just we just kept standing in the corner and moving out of the way when someone could, would come near him. And then he finally just eliminated Beth Phoenix and whoever the fucking last person was. But, ooh, God damn it! Number three worst piece of shit, WrestleMania.
0: Piece of trash. Jesse, where are you at? Third worst ever match. Well, I want to sidebar on that real quick. Since, since
1: Wex mentioned the glory that was Kid Rock's WrestleMania performance... What what are some of the other worst live music performances we've seen at a WrestleMania?
0: I, mean, Storm I mean, and Peppa. No, absolutely no. awful. WrestleMania yeah. eleven, really, that, that, really bad.
1: That was so bad.
0: I was gonna go was saliva, the, but you're right. What about?
2: Oh, that's uh, that's the same WrestleMania from Hogan and uh, the Rock. That yeah. was saliva.
0: Mm-hmm. And I uh, I I mean, like I don't was like it saliva, WrestleMania but it wasn't where
2: the DX band did uh. WrestleMania 14, yeah, yeah. The national anthem, and it was Uh-oh. just. Did they do the anthem? Fucked. They did oh, a version too, and then they did oh, the entrance. But yeah, they're they're pretty horrible.
0: Oh, absolutely! They weren't even a real band. It was yeah. like Jim Johnson's buddy that ended up singing the the songs, and then it was just a put together like New York group. It was they weren't even a band. Yeah. Oh uh, well, at it's least Motorhead
2: it. did it one time, and that was good. That yeah. pretty badass. Yeah,
0: yeah, hell yeah, Motorhead's fucking awesome though. Trying to think of other good ones. I guess
1: Lint Biscuit Terrible. good. No, about, it
0: was awful. They were it, good it, for what, what they, they do. do. No, what they'd already lost Westmoreland at that point, and it was like that other random like kid that won like a Guitar Center competition or whatever, and he became their... That's a straight-up... That's a shoot, guys. That happened. Westmoreland yeah, left, and they had a Guitar Center competition to fill the fucking lead guitar spot in Limp Bizkit. Why? Because if you know eight chords and can play a bar on a drop D, you can play guitar in Limp Bizkit. It's yeah.
2: awful. <laughs> damn, awful. well, I, I did. What about the one recent WrestleMania that had... Machine Gun Kelly, and then he performed a song, then followed by a Flo Rida performance. I forgot which one uh, it was, but it was yeah, pretty I fucking awful.
0: That shit. Oh,
2: and it was Flo Flo straight like one was back real to back.
0: Because he did like, they had like the singer too that was with him and she was yeah. so bad. She wasn't even actually the singer that's on the track. It was just a different hired girl that they had there. And so it's like, oh God, it was awful. Hey, but you know what? I'm wow. really happy that we haven't heard from Flo Rida in a really long time. That, yeah, that makes he, me. That's... He used to be
2: heavy on WWE shit for a while. Oh, he
0: was popping, and he was dude. He was heavy on the radio. I'm just glad he's not anymore.
2: What about Kiss performing on Nitro? That was
0: awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, I I don't know if "awesome" is the right word, but I, I would mean, say it that...
1: was, it's fucking Kiss. They do the same yeah. thing every goddamn yeah. time. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it is what it is. <laughs> but I I do have a prediction that Bad Bunny will wind up making a very terrible performance at this year. Oh, year's for campaign.
2: sure. He already did a. I mean. Honestly, it can't be that bad because it's just the same shit every time for Bad Bunny. And I want to see Pat really
0: McAfee just do a run-in at WrestleMania. At some point. <laughs> yeah. I just want to see him be involved. That'd I'd be love good. to see him have a little babyface run with uh, the new Undisputed Era split-up thing they're doing and him be the babyface in an Adam Cole match I think it would be pretty good.
1: it would be good. Well, anyway, back to the task at hand. My number three worst WrestleMania match ever comes to us courtesy of WrestleMania two which has the distinction of being the only WrestleMania broadcast from multiple locations. This match was some fucking how on the same card as the main event, and it was Adrian Adonis, accompanied by Jimmy Hart, versus Uncle Elmer. Oh, Oh, God. I know about Uncle Elmer. He's horrible. And when you watch this in the context of the card, it's just really poor placement. You can tell the guys are rushed. Adonis is actually, I mean... For a larger guy, he actually can work, but you couldn't fucking tell from this match. And it's like, I felt Uncle like. Uncle Elmer like,
0: is like a mongoloid, though.
1: I mean, yeah, Uncle Elmer, as Plowboy Frazier in the territories, he actually didn't do too bad, but I mean, he couldn't really replicate the kind of either, you know, heat or love or reaction that he could get at the territories by just being a fat guy in the WWF. That just wasn't going to happen. The crowd's too big. He's too big. Everything's too big. But. She's it like, just reminded me of watching a 3 a.m. Walmart fight in the sticks. These guys are just, like, bouncing back and forth off of each other. It's like I, I, it's like bouncing two hard-boiled eggs off of one another.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All uh, of his offense was falling down. The finish it revolves around him falling down. I just don't—the My, the main reason it's on this list is I don't understand how the fuck it made it onto a WrestleMania card.
0: Oh, it's uh, I mean, it, also, too, though, you have to understand that it's WrestleMania, two, which is arguably the worst WrestleMania of all time. Um, I mean, they failed completely in their attempt to get interest in doing like all these things in two separate like uh, or was it was it wasn't it three locations? Actually, it was three. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just it didn't it did not work out well. I agree. That's that's absolute trash. Um, you want to bring me back up a little bit, though? What you, got, uh, what you got next on your list as far as your favorite matches? I think we're, we're at number two, right? We're getting, we're we're getting at number close... two, brother. Yeah. Already. Two.
1: Uh-oh. <laughs> These listicles tend to go by fast if we don't all discuss the match. It's just one of those things. Yeah, but my number two, or should I? Nope. Not going to say numero dos, but I just did. WrestleMania 21, Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio. Nice. Nice. Ooh, yeah. That's You're
2: thang never going to see a the...
1: Was that for you the U.S. Never... title? No, they were actually co they were tag champs together. Oh, the tag champ
2: that. Oh, I remember that. That That's right. uh,
1: Yeah, which I I, which I think is the only time that's also ever happened at a WrestleMania where two tag champs faced one another. Yeah, you're never going to get a bad match between these guys. There is a killer story leading into it. There is this whole like, you know, which one of us is the weak link type shit. And everybody knew that they had had these feuds and these badass matches dating back at this point. Decades. And it they had every fucking style you could imagine in this match. They had, like, brawly shit where you could tell they had a pass. They had Lucha. They had a lot of just basic high-flying and things. E- even the simple stuff. Like, there's a monkey flip in this match that I was like, how the fuck can these two guys make a monkey flip look like it's the best move that's ev- going to happen on this yeah. car? Yeah, yeah. It just blows your fucking mind when you're watching these guys work together. Super smooth. Again, an opener. And I just thought it was really fucking good, and it was a sleeper match, and they never faced each other at a Mania other than this. So it's my
0: number two. That's a solid pick, man. That's a solid pick. Gotta love anytime Mysterio and Guerrero are in the ring together, especially on a pay-per-view. I mean, those ha- that Halloween Havoc from the late 90s was also a legendary, legendary match. Uh, Wex, where are you at, man? Your number two most favorite WrestleMania match
2: we're going to go down to WrestleMania 15. Stone Cold Steve Austin versus the Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels WrestleMania in 14. 14. 14. Bert?
0: Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's WrestleMania 14,
2: yeah. Yeah. So so Austin and Bret Hart was 13? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well fuck. We're going to go to WrestleMania 15. With Stone Cold you Steve just Austin. You did it again. You literally just said 15 <laughs> We're going to go with WrestleMania 14. All right, all right, all right. I'm stoned. Okay. We're going to go with WrestleMania 14. Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's 316, by the way. Going up <laughs> against the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. And basically what was... What set off Stone Cold Steve Austin into the trajectory that sent him to where into that second extra high main event level. He was already on his way, but this is basically through the glass ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. This is busting through the glass ceiling basically at this point. And Shawn Michaels, you, we don't really see him for like what in a match, like three like, years, four years. Yeah. Four. Yeah. Four. Years yeah. And so, change. and what a classic match. I mean, like you said, the work rate isn't amazing for this. Cause at this point, Shawn Michaels, has a fucked up back. Stone Cold Steve Austin is pretty fresh off a of broken neck. And so it wasn't like the most technical wizardry you've ever seen, but it was a great solid, just like Hulk Hogan and Stone Cold, that the crowd was into it. They worked it. And the yeah. finish is just classic with, you know, they go for the, the counter, the spin around, go for the stunner, boom. Just, yeah. uh, it's just all time classic. And the fucking Mike Tyson baby face turn. Revealing the Austin 316 shirt. Insane. I mean, it's 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 just fucking, I love Stone Cold Steve Austin. This is just, this is like his, I wouldn't say his signature match, but his, one of his many great highlights of his career that you're always going to remember.
0: Yeah, it's an iconic match for sure. I mean, um, you got to give you got to
1: give props to this one for the Mike Tyson involvement alone. I mean, yeah. th- that was something that that's what turned the tide for the WWF yeah. against WCW without a shadow of
2: a doubt. Yes. Yeah. He was a real big fan of Cold Stone, Steve Austin. Yeah. Yeah. He called him Cold Stone and he was like a stone code stone code. <laughs> oh, code. Okay. Oh,
0: OK. Stone code. The stone code. <laughs>
2: ah!
0: All right. Yeah. Well, for that, me, it's that like, on the stone code. The, the next one on my list, my number two favorite WrestleMania match of all time is this one's going to the Heartbreak Kid for sure, and also Mr. Y2J, Chris Jericho. It's WrestleMania 19. Um, these guys shared a phenomenal bell-to-bell match, and you almost thought you had like a face turn in Jericho with kind of the way they teased it through the match, and then you do the old handshake at the end and the straight dick kick man i mean he just punts <laughs> him right between the legs and it's perfect i mean the selling here is great even though sean has that like dutch boy haircut still a little bit it's uh it's a great match wrestlemania 19 it's it's probably one of my more underrated um wrestlemania matches for sean and i mean it's honestly probably my favorite ever Jericho Mania match. I mean, I know he ha- he's had a lot of them, um, but I mean, HBK, Chris Jericho, and also, too, like, I know it was, I think it was like 08 when they actually did the long, long program together, but this was the beginning of it, and this match alone was great. I mean, I think the 08 run with Jericho and Sean is arguably one of the best storyline feuds and bell-to-bell match-like quality um, program in the history of the WWE. I think it's really good. And this, to me, is kind of like the birth of that. And, you know, we're talking about WrestleMania, so this one has to be my number two. It's getting the silver medal. Shawn Michaels, Chris Jericho, Safeco Field, WrestleMania 19. Absolutely loved it. Fuck you out of that. That Jericho-Sean match is one of the best... matches (laughs)
1: Matches <laughs> that anybody could have had at Mania at that point in time. It was one of the best matches on that card, specifically for sure. Yes, yeah. And kudos, to... I would to, say the best match on that card, in my opinion. I think so too. Um, kudos to that later on feud too. That was some of both guys' best work. Yeah,
0: yeah. And uh, so let, let's let's flip it back over to the negative because it's always fun to shit on people. So we're gonna do that here with uh, my the the silver medal for the worst ever WrestleMania match is gonna be. The following year. It's WrestleMania twenty. Arguably one of the better WrestleManias, but it's Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg. The second worst <laughs> oh, ever WrestleMania match. God in heaven, it was so shitty. Now I will say this Steve Austin being the referee and being able to interact with both guys in the crowd to keep people like alive for it definitely made it passable. But could you um, like okay? We all know That's it was a train wreck. the only
2: reason I watched it was for Stone Cold, right, to be right, honest. Right, right. We
0: all know it was a train wreck, but Stone Cold's involved. Stone Cold's entertaining. So it was entertaining. But, like, could you just for one second imagine if it had just been, like, Mike Heoed out there refereeing, and it's Brock Lesnar and Goldberg? <sighs> God, whoever thought that that would be a good idea? Like, how could you possibly book that? It's a shit show and a half. It looks like it's okay, it looks like you can't really tell if they're both just still really green somehow or if they like are half shooting on each other or if <laughs> or if like they one of them is just green and the other one thinks that the other guy shoot like it's it's trash. I mean, I would say like if you've ever been to a wrestling school, if you've ever taken a bump, like when you finally get to have those like scrimmage moments where it's like You have to go through a few sequences and then they essentially let you have a match in front of the rest of the class. Like those matches are always the absolute shits, but there's something about the innocence and the awkwardness that makes it funny because neither one of them really knows what they're doing yet because they're both students that makes it kind of entertaining. And that's like what this was, which is kind of like crazy considering how both guys had pretty much been booked the exact same for their careers. Brock Lesnar is the Goldberg of the WWE. That's how they booked him. And both guys are big power move guys. They're both are ridiculously athletic, both massive guys, but they never, they always just squashed other guys or they had a really great dance partner walk them through these matches. And this match put, I mean, they're both two of some of the biggest names ever in professional wrestling history for sure. But this match was the drizzling shits having stone cold in there made it at least a little bit more entertaining but it was That's absolute the, yeah. trash.
2: Austin was the only reason that people even tuned in.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Wex, keep it rolling, man. Your number two worst ever WrestleMania match.
2: Well, we're going back to Caesar's Palace. And my number two worst ever WrestleMania match is Hulk Hogan versus Yokozuna. Yeah.
0: it was some goddamn All bullshit. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It was literally the most cheapest Hulk Hogan bullshit ever. He was like on the mid card with a black eye because allegedly whatever the fuck he was doing, he shows up looking fucking stupid and. Him,
0: well, let's him, let's him,
2: get it out there. Allegedly.
0: Him and his he, wife were having a little menage with Elizabeth. And, uh,
1: macho man. gave him the black eye,
0: brother. Yeah, that's what happened. He said,
2: "Macho Man." He said, "You know what? I'm gonna fuck you up, Hulk Hogan." <laughs> but uh, yeah, he really fucked him up. I guess well, that's great because Macho Man later in life really wanted to fuck up Hulk Hogan. So I can imagine him back in the day when he's Be around, a bad Hulk. Easily, yeah. re- easily popping off on Hulk Hogan. But yeah, bullshit. The match like literally was nothing. He ducked the little throw from uh, Mister Fiji, right?
1: Fuji,
2: Fuji, I said, he, ah, Jesus Christ, Mr. Fuji, but he ducks like the fucking rice or powder sand, whatever the yes, fuck powder. it is. He throws salt, it in his eye. Salt, and, yeah, salt
0: salt, salt, salt,
2: whatever the fuck it was. He ducks it. He goes super Hogan, hits big boot leg drop, and there you go. I mean, and it was bullshit. Like Yokozuna and Bret Hart just like had like a... a I mean, pretty pretty decent a, Matt. Yeah, it was decent. Like I said, for- it was. I mean, right, exactly. It was, it Decent was, for the time. Wasn't the best. I mean, they worked a like a solid match. They put in some work and then it just gets ruined by Hulk fucking Hogan. I mean, uh, really, one of the only matches of Hulk Hogan I really like is Hulk Hogan versus Rock. That's like it's one oh, of my I don't favorites. But I, he's had some, he's,
0: uh, I mean, Mega Powers Explode, you know, against Randy it was a really good yeah, match. They're
2: fun back in the day, I mean, but He's, had, about, he's like, had some good
0: matches. He really has. Hogan
2: had that I grew matches. up with was Hollywood Hogan, he br- didn't oh, never yeah, yeah, yeah. had that many good matches. So yeah,
0: five or six years I'm, really does make a huge difference in your childhood. So like, yeah, I think my Hulk Hogan is a little bit different. Like I was already like kind of in my early teens when it was Hollywood Hogan. So the the turn almost like I felt like it worked for my youth, like going into adolescence. You know what yeah, I Yeah, mean?
2: because I I like really got into wrestling like ninety seven, ninety eight.
0: Yeah, so like for you, Hollywood Hogan is a mega heel. Is like your first, like he's like the big me- bad heel. Like, but for yeah, me, it's like I, Hulk Hogan is the biggest baby face of all time. Like, yeah.
2: and some I, I am my the favorite Hulk Hogan, Hogan matches.
0: Like, the, but at that
2: point, like growing up though, you know, I would still like rent yeah. VHSs and shit that would, and like all the stuff from the video store that had old Hulk Hogan. But then when I would watch TV, it was Hollywood. Blockbuster video. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Three ninjas, high noon at Mega Mountain.
0: Oh. Bro, fucking, why do you have to cut me so deep with that one? Why do
2: you have to go in
0: so hard? You know what? We're doing that on a Patreon. We're gonna I rented that so that many times. We're going to watch
2: like, that oh, movie yeah. on
0: the Patreon.
2: It's oh, like I so used good. to always rent three ninjas, and the one time I was like, three ninjas with Hulk Hogan? I was like, what the fuck? How have I never Rocky seen that one?
0: Oh, I love that. I love that shit, man. God, I pop so hard for shitty 90s nostalgia. I absolutely fucking love it.
1: I'll tell, tell you who fucking hated that uh, Yokozuna Hulk Hogan match was Brett the Hitman Hart. Uh, was,
2: I can I I fucking know. imagine, because Brett the Hitman Hart's a fucking goddamn worker.
1: Yeah, they he, they had just put in a match, and they had just, you know, I mean, it's that's hard to I'm work with how,
2: like, That's how I would feel if like we just put in a goddamn match at WrestleMania, whether it was amazing or not. We put in some work. We went in there and did our shit, and then Hulk Hogan comes out and steals the glory.
1: The whole yeah. justification for that was that they were going on a live tour overseas and that they felt the, like they had, had to the overseas crowd more by having Hogan with the strap, but they had already put those shows on sale before this ever happened. So that justification's bullshit. They were trying to keep Hogan from jumping is what they were doing.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Not only that, too, but he didn't even end up going on that overseas tour at all. He wasn't nope. even on the card, so it's... That whole justification is ridiculous. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Jesse, give it to me, man. What's your number? Well, I guess your bronze medal here. Or yeah. Silver medal, rather. Your silver medal.
1: Silver medal. Silver medal actually involves one of the same participants, oddly enough. It is the six-man tag opening match from WrestleMania 12 featuring two of the best workers on Earth, Owen Hart and the British Bulldog, with their six-man tag team partner, a very bloated, very past his prime, very just they were already done with Invader versus Ahmed Johnson, oh, Jake geez. the Snake Roberts in 1996, Ooh. and Yokozuna, who at this point Ooh. in time was 96,
0: an actual hot air balloon, yeah.
1: At this point in time, Yoko had had really kind of hit almost the apex of his weight problem. It it was it was real bad. And even Owen and Bulldog couldn't save this motherfucker, man. It, it was just like it was sad to see Jake, Vader, and Yoko outside of their prime because really Ahmed's the only one who never could work.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: You know, you got five guys who at some point could, two guys that still can. It it, it was just Man, it was kind of hard to watch. It had to be to get him a payday, which I'm all for that. But Owen and Bulldog definitely suffered for it. And you got Cornette out there, and you know he's just hating every fucking minute. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. um, They did have one cool spot in the match that I got to give him credit for, where Ahmed's about to Pearl River plunge, the British Bulldog, and Owen Hart does the missile drop kick off the top to save him, and rolls old Ahmed over. You still couldn't understand what Ahmed said before or after, so it doesn't (laughs) fucking matter. It was just one of those matches of, like, Jake the Snake Roberts kicks out of the British Bulldogs finisher and Vader's finisher, which was very just hilarious to fucking go back and watch. The crowd was popping for a couple of things. They pop when you see the DDT. Vader gets the cheap win to save Cornette, yada fucking yada, whatever. It's just being the opening match on such a short card, it just had yeah. zero steam.
0: Yeah. I so agree.
1: that's why I made my silver.
0: I, I, I see that. Well, uh, we're here. We're here at this this moment here for our uh, favorites. We're going to do the positive stuff first so that way we can end this, end this show in true kayfabe comparison fashion on a shitty note. So uh, we're going to go ahead and talk about our favorites first. And then we're going to tell you about the worst fucking matches ever in WrestleMania history and our opinions. But, Jesse, what what what, what is your, your go-to? If you had to show someone a WrestleMania match and be like, yo, this is my favorite ever WrestleMania match, hit me with it. What do you got? Another weird chain where it involves
1: one of the participants from what I just said. Wow. S- emanating from WrestleMania 10, Brett the Hitman Hart versus his brother, Owen Hart. Wow. Yeah. That's I felt like this. match, yeah. This match had chemistry out the wazoo, obviously. They're brothers. Everybody expects that. But you got to remember that they didn't exactly start working at the same time. They didn't work together a bunch before WWE in terms of professionally. So that chemistry thing, it's because they're both just that good. There's a really long build for this beginning at Survivor Series, which is so rare to see this day and age that it's refreshing to go back and watch where there's like, Owen feels like he's outshadowed by Brett, and then they try and reunite at the Rumble, and then Owen gives that fucking awesome line when he turns on him. Is like,
0: that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg, which is still to this day. Oh, I love it. I love that's it. One of my favorite you know, they, they made action figures of Hell. him, like, on on the card, like, cutting the promo, and it's just the leg of Bret Hart, like, just yeah. the leg in the plastic. It's amazing. It's so amazing. Uh
1: The match itself, man, the pacing was absolutely beautiful fucking awesome. It was, it was it was just as technical and just as methodical as you would expect from Brett and Owen, but it never really like hit a slow pace. It it kept steady and then kind of hit its points where it sped up. Owen was just heel selling the ever loving shit out of every little thing that he did as only Owen Hart could ever do as convincingly. It was just so fucking good and the crowd is hating him so much, going for Brett so much. There's the Pescado that hurts the same knee that he, that Brett hurt at the rumble. Owen works the leg the entire rest of the match. Yeah. There's a fucking sick transition from Owen giving the sharpshooter to Brett giving one. Owen goes to the ropes. Brett goes for the victory roll, which Brett Hart at this point had used the victory roll to win very many a match. Owen sits down on that motherfucker and gets the three count. No one expected that finish. No one expected Owen to go over. Everybody thought Brett was going to get the W over his little brother It put Owen over and it makes Brett, it gives Brett the disadvantage going into his main event title shot. It makes him look like, oh man, there's no way Bret Hart's going to be able to overcome the big bad guy. Now he just got beat by his little brother. I just thought it's fucking great booking. It's a fucking great match. It's a perfect opening match. That's my number one, Brett versus Owen WrestleMania 10.
0: Dude. I love it. That's a great pick. I'm super hype on that one. That's a phenomenal pick. I mean, I, I, listen, I, I give Bret Hart a lot of shit, um, but, you know, bell to bell, can't argue with his, his results. Wex, where are you at? Your number, your number one favorite ever WrestleMania match.
2: Believe it or not, it involves one of those participants that Jesse just spoke of in his match, and mine is Bret the Hitman Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin, WrestleMania 13, the submission match.
0: Ooh, I and- love that.
2: I mean, it's one of the all-time classics. One of the greatest double turns of all time.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's, this that's also
2: and, yeah. And when I talked about Stone Cold Steve Austin going to that next level of his career, this is the match that basically started the true ascension of Stone Cold Steve Austin.
0: Yeah.
2: Some might say King of the Ring, but I say this. I mean, like this is really the thing that got him over with the fans and everything that like he became. That true fan favorite, and it's just so fucking badass that he does not tap out to the sharpshooter as he's fucking busted open, pouring blood. He won't tap out; he just passes out, and that's like you can just feel that shit.
0: Oof, yeah, that's like, yeah.
2: I don't know, yeah. and that's yeah. the exact thing that like I feel like truly got him over with the fans because everyone already thought he was real badass, but they're just like, dude. This motherfucker is pouring blood, and he's not gonna tap. Like
0: blood from a stone. They had that awesome the, like T-shirt
2: from it. Yeah, the toughest sob in the WWF, which they used to say all the time, and I think that's basically the first thing that really got him that moniker right there in that match. And 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 it's such a good match, bell to bell too, because that's pre neck break Stone Cold, and yeah, he can like best, he's doing the
0: best t- double the best double turn in one match in the history of professional wrestling. No doubt about it. That is easily the best double turn match ever.
2: And Brett, I mean, and you can't deny it, Brett the Hitman Hart, like one of the greatest of all time. Obviously, he's not one of my all time favorites. Not my top 10, maybe my top 20 or something like that. I got a Brett Hart toy here or there. You know what? I don't like Brett Hart. I don't love him, but I like him. But he, bell to bell, you can't can't deny it, obviously. I, I just love. Me yeah, and Jesse's I, number one picks both involve Bret Hart. So what does that tell you? Dude, I, I love
0: I love Bret the Hitman Hart and his WWF persona. I do not l- care for or even like the person Bret Hart. I don't like <laughs> him. Like that that's what I'm saying. Like I love I love his character. I love his work. I love everything that he did from his from 80s through the 90s through 1997, everything he did. And he, honestly, all the way honestly
2: through- all the way through the
0: Goldberg kick to the head. Yeah. I'm, and well, I mean, okay. I will say like, yes, his W he is the worst booked wrestler in WCW history for sure. But there were some moments in WCW where he had great matches that were yeah. undeniably good. I well, mean,
2: yeah, of course he just overall his booking was horrible, but he had some decent yeah. little spots yes, here. Or there Yes,
0: he definitely did. He definitely did. And this is good. This is okay. So this is really crazy that we definitely did not plan this out. We did not talk about this beforehand. We all three have Bret the Hitman Heart in our number one match, but Brett the Hitman Heart is not any of our number one favorites. But for me, I, I'm a massive Shawn Michaels, Mark. I will literally die with his trademark logo on my body. So, um, I mean, for me, the boyhood dream is realized. Seeing Shawn Michaels come down from the rafters on that, like, zipline thing was incredible as a kid. I was 12 years old. Right at the perfect time to be a wrestling fan, it's still kind of real to me. But I still pretty much knew that it was fake, you know. Like, or not? I shouldn't have even said that. I, I still, I, I knew that it was not. It wasn't a true uh, contest, I should say. Um, but man, this match. I mean, the Iron Man match. And a lot of people like it, people either. I, I, I see very polarizing uh, reactions to this match. People either absolutely love it or they absolutely hate it. I don't really know very many people that are just kind of there in the middle on this match. But to me, you know, the Iron Man match from WrestleMania 12, I mean, it's an hour and nine minutes total. And to me, it never got boring to me. I can, and I'm even, even in 2021 being in my mid thirties with ADD, I can still actually put down my phone and watch this entire match bell to bell and not feel any lulls because I loved how they built the match. They used the entire time to build the match. There's spots in this match that to this day are still used. No one ever in wrestling ever used that sliding, like stalled out of the push off from the headlock until that match. No, one. Everybody Now everybody does. <laughs> everyone does it.
2: Everyone does it like, and that's okay. But Like we pointed out before, Jesse's pointed out and you pointed out, Who's down there training them in NXT? Yeah,
0: absolutely. It, it, I mean, honestly, I have no issue with it. I, I love this match from start to finish. The emotional reaction at the end that was very true. Even if he even if he did tell Brett to get the fuck out of his ring, I I, I think that it's. I mean, God, I, and also too like just to know that it was kind of real because now that we know we're such big marks, we're such behind the scene guys like is there a big, bigger actual rivalry in professional wrestling than Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, like legitimately? I don't think there is, ever, in the history of wrestling. I think the biggest rivalry ever in professional wrestling, in front of and behind the curtain, is Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. So for me, number one, Iron Man match. You can't beat it. Number one. got guy, fucking love it. But that brings us to the ending round of the show, and we're going to talk about the worst ever WrestleMania matches, in our opinion. So very, very similar for me to uh, the Giant Gonzalez and The Undertaker. Uh, This one is, is, uh, they decided later, almost like 20 years later, that they'd kind of pretty much try the same thing again. See how that worked out. And it's, uh, it's Great Khali versus Kane from WrestleMania 23. It's the worst ever match in the history of professional wrestling, let alone WrestleMania itself. Great Khali never belonged in a wrestling ring. I don't give a fuck how big he is. It's absolute trash. I would actually argue that the Giant Gonzalez did more than Khali. I would really, I would argue that he was capable of more. I I, I really do think that that's, that's true, and that's kind of crazy. Is it really perverted of me that I kind of want to see the Giant Gonzalez versus the Great Khali and just see what kind of a clusterfuck that would be? Yes. Yeah, I know it's a masochist <laughs> request. God, but damn it. It sounds great like it,
1: it, it'd be it'd be awful. I mean, I mean we can always emulate it on w w e two k twenty, which no
0: one would buy. There is not a bump, not an actual bump by the great Kali until three minutes into this match. Three minutes. Jeez. It's an awful match. Absolute garbage. I, I feel so bad for Glenn Jacobs because he, he, he's he been dealt some of the shittiest things ever in WWE but hey you know what the dude is still the mayor of Knox County and he also is a bona fide Hall of Famer regardless of the fact that he was Isaac Yankum and he was the fake Diesel and he wrestled the great colleague of Wrestlemania 23 so hats off to him but this match is a drizzling piece of shit Avoided it at all costs don't even try to go back and watch it to see how bad it is you're just going to waste your time it's that bad wex
2: number one worst ever Wrestlemania match to you what is it <laughs> All right. And this one, when I was doing my research of like, what's the worst match, I was just reading the cards and I went and watched this one. And the only thing that was rivaling this that I did not choose that this one barely beat out was Terry versus the cat from WrestleMania 2000. But the all time worst WrestleMania match, in my opinion, was WrestleMania three. Uh hillbilly Jim, the Haiti Kid, and Little Beaver versus King Kong Bundy, Little Tokyo, and Lord Littlebrook.
1: I knew this was coming. Oh, it God, was it. a
2: uh, a midget man, uh, a midget match, and they kept saying midget on commentary over and over and over, and kept stressing about the midgets. They basically brawled for a few seconds and a few little moves here there, and the whole thing was <laughs> it was a big tag. It was a mixed tag, and if a few little moves, if they tagged in a big guy, then you know the other big guy had to come in. The midgets couldn't wrestle each other, and if they did, you know if the if a big guy wrestled a midget, they'd get disqualified. So King Kong Bundy body slams a big guy wrestled a midget, (laughs) and I mean that's basically what they were saying on commentary. It was pretty. It was Jesse the Body Ventura and Gorilla Monsoon, and they had some other guy on there too. I don't know who he was at that point, but. That's the he only team
1: uh, that could call that match, honestly. There's so no box right except maybe Heenan.
2: Oh, it was uh, it was pretty horrible, and it, it it didn't last very long, and it ended in disqualification. And the crowd kind of seemed to be a little bit into it, but it was just a goddamn shit show. Like there was a little bit of offense between Hillbilly Jim and uh, King Kong Bundy, like a like a couple shoulder tackles and a couple like. Closed lines, maybe it like was not not much and just ended and i was like uh all right this was definitely trash the title and you know what i read when i was doing the research did not disappoint the trashness was at high levels of garbage
0: the trashness was at high levels of garbage that feels that felt very official it felt uh, very very journalistic of ux well written well written my friend jesse it only feels fitting that you should get, you should end out this list. The uh, our 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 professor on this show, if you will, give it to us the worst ever WrestleMania match in your opinion.
1: Now I don't know if you guys are gonna be on my team here or if you're gonna kick me off the show, but mine comes from WrestleMania 31, and it is Hunter Hurst Helmsley in a no disqualification match against. St-
0: Get out. Get the fuck out. You're off the show. Right. Get out. I mean, get out well, now.
2: it wasn't the got, worst,
1: but they got, got their entrances, they got their their big showmanship time and yada, yada, yada. The match itself is fucking awful. There's just miscues left and right as soon basically Triple H is like my company, my company, my company until Stinger gets a little bit of offense in. Then we get the DX interference, right? Sting gets one good spot in where he cross-bodies DX. That's fucking awesome to see. Granted. They go back and forth. Triple H grabs the sledgehammer, and he starts a-shaking, and he starts a-shaking. And then, the NWO. Let me ask you guys something. Why in the fuck are the NWO coming out to help
2: Sting in this instance? If we're really looking Exactly, the only way that would make sense if it was the red and black NWO, which I don't know how like that, first that they the first didn't have of all. any of those guys at the time, like, like Conan, Lex Luger, uh, First like of that, all, that, that there's no way that would work, but the the black and white NWO, no, that Sting, that they, had, they were, he was mortal enemies with them, and it made no sense. There's just
1: a lot of stupid shit, and to me, what this looks like when you watch it back, and maybe I'm I'm opening eyes here, I don't know. Every single person that interfered is friends with Hunter, with maybe not Hogan as much, but everybody else is click or click affiliate,
2: right? Everyone. Sean. Everyone. Yeah, it's everyone. So when
1: you really and look Xbox at that,
2: It was in both NWO and DX. All
1: they did, so was Shawn Michaels. Oh, yeah. Shawn Michaels, Old yeah. <laughs> all they did was create. A curtain call Madison Square Garden moment with all of them out there so the crowd could pop at seeing everybody and seeing everybody's little itty-bitty shit at the expense of Sting, who we all had waited for 30-some-odd years to do some fucking epic match at WrestleMania in the WWE, and this is how they treat him. They bury him underneath every fucking member of the clique. I hated it. I thought it was one of the worst fucking things that they it was one of the worst examples of booking the WWF has
0: ever had at a WrestleMania. That's why it's my number one worst match. How dare you? How dare you? This match had so much nostalgia feels though. I mean to me the NWA makes perfect sense. It's almost like they come full circle. Who who were the only two things that ever made WCW bigger than WWF? Goldberg, Goldberg Dallas I'm Just kidding. Okay, yeah, Goldberg, okay, but dude, no, like Goldberg, Goldberg. Uh-uh. Goldberg uh-uh, uh-uh. Goldberg's big run was '98. They were already beating the shit out of WWF before Goldberg even debuted. It was not Goldberg. Goldberg not, was there uh, actually, um, like, Goldberg. homemade stars. <laughs> it makes perfect sense though for you, to, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm more than half hot. That isn't an, an asinine number one. It should worst have been ever? Kevin
2: Sullivan, Hugh Morris. And uh disco inferno. Here's the reason why I think it's the worst ever. Because it should have had the
1: most hype going into a WrestleMania match. We finally get the one guy that never came. The one well, it
2: should
0: have been guy. Sting and Taker. It should have been Sting and Taker. Well, of course but it should it have, been, have been, but
1: if it was even if it was gonna be Sting and Hunter, for fuck's sake, I don't understand why they did it this way. If anything, they should have had the rest of the clique members come down and continue to interfere on Hunter's behalf and have Stinger wind up beating all of them. That I would agree. have been the move.
0: I agree. But Instead, I can understand we, that the finish was not great, but to say it's the worst ever WrestleMania match, I thought. I go, man, do you know that Hulk Hogan and King Kong Bundy wrestled at a WrestleMania? And,
1: and that I liked Bundy and Hogan.
2: Oh. I thought Bundy and Hogan was an okay match oh. for what it was. This, for what it was, was the shittiest. Why? King Kong Bundy, you you can't say King Kong Bundy wrestling a, some midgets is worse than that. Come on! I man.
1: actually really enjoyed that match.
2: Oh. oh, I don't think it was fucking. Wet.
1: Goodness gracious. Come
2: on, man. Where else do you see a
1: 500-pound guy squish willing willing little people?
2: That's nuts. Uh, Some fucking fairgrounds out in Carniville. Yeah, you know why the fairgrounds out in Carniville do it?
0: Because the WWF did it. That's right. That's right. That's damn right. Well, boys, that's going to wrap up uh, our worst-ever matches here and our best-ever matches. This is uh, kind of kickoff to WrestleMania season, right? I mean... I'm kind of getting in the mode though. Like I am, uh, you know, I just got—I recently got my first cootie shot. I know that uh, Wex has had both of his now, and uh, oh, yeah, it does—it it does seem like we're starting to turn the corner here on this uh, this pandemic, if you will. Um, and I'm really excited to see wrestling start to get back into bigger crowds. I think it's going to be a slow build-up before we start seeing arena touring again. Uh, but I am excited to see a little bit. I'm excited to see how WWE really handles a, more of a live presence at this WrestleMania. Um, I'm I'm super pumped for that. Um, Jesse, how you feeling about how they should introduce live people? You know, the growth of the resettling back in. Um, where are you at on that?
1: I think it's one of those situations where a global company or even a company like AEW that's not quite, you know, they're global but not the same More national, more national than global, you know, but strong nationally. I think that they have to act as setters of example in terms of how they seat, how cautious they are, because here's the fact. Yes, the vaccine is available to the general public, kind of. Yes. But we also can't just open the doors willy nilly for the sake of a dollar. You know, 100 percent. Yeah. So I'm curious to see how they how they pod, how they seat, how, you know, things like masks are looking, because let's face it. When you still don't have a mask mandate, the issues are you're going to have people who have not gotten vaccinated who want to go out and infect others. That's just the situation. Yeah. So I just I hope that their leaders. By example, I'm excited to see a lot of those people have a chance to perform in front of a crowd again because it's yes. been so long. Yes. God, and, yes. you know, outside of just wrestlers or whatever. I'm a little bit more excited as we unfold things to see how AEW and Impact respond most specifically impact i got a little bit of inside info on nashville's roadmap today and if me too if there's any indication it should be not very long before we could see good old impact wrestling throwing some events with crowds in it
2: yeah which yeah, we will I have a buddy be to who was uh who's actually working that all these next tv tapings for the next three days he gave me a little bit of insight but uh i will say that he's like got a a Kenny Omega sighting, He uh, hung out with uh, Willie Mac out back while he smoked a cigarette, and yeah, I told me he was a juggalo and he didn't know that, but uh, that's still cool. I love Willie Mac. Oh yeah, he's
1: a juggalo for fucking sure from way back.
2: So, but way I got back. I got a little insight of uh, what's going on, but it's some, I'm, I'm looking for I'm definitely definitely looking forward to the next uh, Impact Pay Per View coming up, Rebellion, right?
1: Yeah. I don't know the date off the top
2: of my head, but it's coming up. It is April the 21st or 28th one of the two.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll definitely put that on the list. We're definitely going to schedule that out for sure. But speaking of the upcoming schedule, speaking of it being WrestleMania season, uh, next week's show is going to be the uh, last pay-per-view before WrestleMania. It's going to be WWE Fastlane 2021. And we're doing a 20-year throwback to WWF No Way Out from 2001. Um, I'm pretty excited about that one all the way around. I'm pretty sure that show was an absolute banger. Hell
2: yeah, it's uh, two thousand one. That's a prime year.
0: I, I want to say it's Kurt Angle and The Rock for the main event in that one. No, I think that that's, that's gonna a, be fucking good. Yeah, it's gonna be amazing. I'm I'm really hype about that. Uh, Wex, how do you feel about Fastlane? Is there anything on Fastlane that you're particularly looking forward to? I do actually feel like this road to WrestleMania has not been bad. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the the big E promos on Apollo Crews, but that shit's been fucking fire. Like, really Yeah, good. And that
2: should be cool. Apollo Crews and Big E looking forward to that. Not looking forward to the fact that now AJ Styles and Omos are feuding with the New Day for the Raw Tag Team Championships, and now... Well, you gotta get AJ on the show. Them, you know? but they just let the Hurt Business lose them just for that?
0: Come on, but Lashley's house. already got the title. I mean, they, they're already in a main event place. I mean... <laughs> They, they. I mean, honestly, honestly, those guys need the tag titles in that in their angle more than Hurt Business do. I feel it.
1: Like. Also, what three other guys are going to get Omos into any semblance of a match? Right. Yeah, the
0: New Day guys yeah, definitely. Ring at some fucking point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Baron Corbin. I'm just
0: kidding. Uh. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
2: I mean, no way out. I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to No Way Out. 2001 is prime WWF. Like you said, the pinnacle of the Attitude Era. Not like the weird 97, 98 years where you had some just weird-ass fucking bullshit going on. Like, you had some good-ass wrestling going on in 2001. You had some bullshit, too, but less bullshit, more good stuff. That's that's true, for sure.
0: Although, I would say that 2001, 2002 were kind of the height of that. And then we got worse in work rate and more sports entertainment until probably 2009, 2010, whenever punk really tried to change shit over there. But uh, Jesse, what do you think about, you know, no way out Fastlane, anything you're looking forward to on that next show. I mean, no way out
1: is one of my favorite cards of all time. There there's just so much great, so much great. So many great matches to be had on that entire card. It's top to bottom. You know, I've referenced it before, but it's like a living no mercy card. It's just it's like the video game No Mercy. That is, yeah. I just think it's going to be really fun to review the um, as far as fast lane. I mean, I gotta say, I'm really looking forward to Roman Reigns versus Edge, man. Yeah. And oh yeah. I know that that's not technically set in stone because of some steps fast lane. So I guess we'll see. Um, in terms of fast lane itself, you know. We'll see what happens. I'm not up on much. I was actually kind of looking forward to that new day AJ Styles almost match, only because I'm curious to see what the fuck happens. You know what I mean? And anytime you get Xavier Woods in a ring and a match,
0: you can tell that they're going to focus on to some degree. I'm for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm 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 for it too. Um, and then next, the following week, we have we're actually going to finally get to cover the greatest WrestleMania of all time. It's going to be WrestleMania 17. And on my notes here, it just says WrestleMania 17 versus, and I don't have the other. show. What's the other show that we're gonna cover there? I know Any we had two? settled on it. I know we had settled on it. Um, oh, it's very are rare. We still re- oh yeah, absolutely. We're still on the episode. We're still on the episode. Yes, damn it, Wex. Yes, we're still on the episode. <laughs> what are we? <laughs> Wex is just we're trying to uh, figure out. It's 316 day. Wex is saucy as fuck. I know we had WrestleMania 17 versus. Wait, I think that the following week after Fast Lane versus
1: No Way Out, we are doing trivia. Isn't that
2: right? Oh Maybe? yeah. Oh, I, I think, hey, we'll say the, the Gotch brothers talked to me this Saturday, and they're still trying to get on here.
0: Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So,
2: so the following
0: that. the following show is going to be trivia. Okay, guys, listen. Listen. This is this is going to be the very last show before. Uh, the whole WrestleMania craze thing happens. We have another. Well, we actually that's not true. We're doing WrestleMania seven seventeen versus uh, another show that we will tell you guys about next week once we figure that shit out. Twenty
1: two.
0: Oh, it's versus twenty two. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to be doing WrestleMania seventeen versus twenty two. But back to uh, back to the show two weeks from now. We are actually bringing back the KG Castlush, and he is going to Alex Trebek a thirty question wrestling trivia. Okay. So, the way that's going to work, the winner, the winner of that wrestling trivia game will be in charge and hosting the WrestleMania show where we do WrestleMania Night 1 versus WrestleMania Night 2. So the stakes are you could you drive the ship for the biggest show of of the year for us. You drive the ship if you win. So if I, like I win, it. I maintain my position at the head of the table, no pun intended. And well, if, lines. yeah, yeah, you know, just, just a little Romanita, Romanita, if you will. Um, yes, I, I mean, I, 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 enjoy this position. I'm going to fight to maintain my, my championship belt here. Um, how do you guys feel about that trivia? And also having the KG cast back guys. I mean, come on. Hey now, dude, I'm all excited for it, man. I
1: think it's going to be a lot of fun. I tend to do, uh, I tend to do pretty all right at the old wrestling trivia stuff. Yeah. It's one of them yeah. things. So. Yeah. here's hoping that continues.
0: he did he did say to me he was like should i have some softballs in there i was like no dude the three of us are fucking marks like i need 30 obscure ass questions like he was like i got you and he's been he's been prepping by the way we had a meeting about the patreon like about a month ago or so so he's been planning this for a long time and oh, okay. is still continuing to plan it it's going to be fantastic wex how you feeling about essentially KFave comparison jeopardy um, two weeks from now.
2: Well, I'm ready to uh, get that daily double and beat all y'all. Uh-oh. I'm ready to be the next. Uh, what, what was Ken Jennings? I'm gonna be Ken Jennings of Rasslin' Double Dare. I'm gonna tell you that.
0: Oh, I said, double, Raff- Dare. I said double, Dare. double Dare. I love that. I am <laughs> gonna. Make, I'm gonna make sure. Oh. I'm going to make sure Wex gets slimed on this, uh, on this trivia
2: show. Oh, well, speaking of that, did you see uh, Shane McMahon slime Braun Strowman on Raw last night? No, you know I've been trying to kick porn. He literally <laughs> slimed him. It was like Nickelodeon all the way. It Sorry, was- I'm, I'm kind of getting distracted because after you mentioned uh, your greatest WrestleMania match of all time, I started watching it. I'm thirty nine right now, so... Oh, there you go. Well, he's he's stuck now, boys and girls. Wex is Wex is gone. He's off
0: the show. He forgot the episode was even still fucking going.
2: The saucy Ch- Wex is enjoying Chomp, like, 316. days. very distracting. They they
0: absolutely can. Well, you know what? We're gonna leave him to it. We're gonna let uh, we're gonna end this show and let Wex uh, watch the greatest WrestleMania match of all time,
2: guys. There's classy Freddie Blassie right there sitting on the sides. <laughs> Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a five-star rating. Please write that review. Leave
0: us a show that you want us to cover. We will shout you out on the podcast. You can always find me at Daniel Daybreak as well as at KBabe.com. Jesse Baker, thank you for being back after your one-week hiatus. We're glad to have you back on the call. You stepped in with no ring rust whatsoever. Just killing the game. Where can they find you, bro? Man, I
1: am at Jesse Baker Nash on Twitter and Instagram and regular old
2: jesse baker on facebook
0: wex take us home baby where can they
2: find you you know wex breaking lawson on the instagram wex breaking the lawson on youtube Where you catch aw dynamite reviews every thursday night and wex breaking the on twitter because i couldn't fit the lawson you know what it is yeah yeah i feel like a lot of ladies have said they couldn't quite fit the lawson in there
0: uh, oh, that's, yeah. That's, man, that's another man, story. You know, that's man, story.
2: Yeah, you know. Well, well, that's another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to do it for us. We're out.
0: We'll see you guys next week.
2: Peace. Peace. Peace.